0: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today, and uh, we're going to be talking about a big week to come. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of rumors and speculation as to what might be happening this week, and uh, there are a lot of troops. Last I checked, it was twenty five thousand troops. That was about two and a half times more troops than any other typical inauguration. And when you go through D.C., you see a ghost town. You see basically just, you know, families, fathers with their daughters, you know, parents with their children, basically going, uh, walking down the street. These uh, cut-off lanes, you know, these uh, blocked-off avenues. And it's very peaceful. People are nice. And so, you know, when you take a look at all of that, you wonder, what the heck's going on? Why all the uh, troops? Why all the enforcement? And at first glance, you know, uh, I was told that Nancy Pelosi controls the uh, Capitol Hill police. So she was sort of in charge, if that's the case, she was in charge of the Capitol Hill police. You wonder then why it is that we're seeing footage uh, from the 6th, of people just walking into the Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol, you know, walking in and being escorted around. And in the Senate chambers, you had that Jake and Jelly doing selfies and posing uh, as if he's an actor. Oh, he is an actor, right? Okay, so this actor, Jake and Jelly, uh, walks in and is like, hey, you know, what happened to this guy? He's bleeding in a face, And the guy bleeding in the face is like, oh, I got hit with a rubber bullet in my face. And he's sitting there in front of the Senate desk, the big black marble desk. And he's like, oh, you'll be all right. And and the cop goes, do you need some first aid? Because I can get some. You need concierge? You You want some room service? He's sitting right in front of the Senate chamber. <clears throat> and this video is floating around and it's just sort of surreal, right? Like, what's going on? Obviously, this is a big fake. I mean, it was obvious fake. You got this one woman breaking in a window and knowing where everything is. We played that clip for you last week. And then Jake and Jelly steps up the stairs and goes up these little steps to the top of the Senate chamber, you know, where he is. At the big marble desk, sitting back, and everybody's seen that photo, but they didn't see the video that just recently surfaced. And that's a situation where the Capitol Hill police are like, this is a really sacred, this is like the most sacredest area. It's almost as if like someone paid somebody off and said, here's a couple of bucks, why don't you show me you know? Let me take this photo up. And from what I understand this actor, Jacob Ingelli, uh from all accounts, and I was talking with Jeff Peterson from In The Matrix, and he basically said, you know, I met the guy, and uh the guy was in infiltrating Q and infiltrating um you know, infiltrating uh the conservative MAGA movement. Uh he was also uh seen at Black Lives not Black Live he was seen at climate change initiative meetings, Democrat rallies as well throughout the time in Arizona. in Ju- he was, he was everywhere in Florida, in DC. And so I think it was at the Jericho March. Then he was at the March on the 6th. The guy gets around who's footing his bill. Who's paying for his lodging. Who's paying for his airfare. You know, he's just a struggling actor, right? How's he getting paid for this stuff? He's a paid actor uh, to do these things, and and in many of the cases, he's wearing the same beige pants with no shirt on. with a, With a physique like his, it's it's okay because he looks great. Got the tattoos and everything, and um, but you wonder where he's getting his money. But you think the FBI would look into it? No, they won't. But they'll go ahead and arrest someone like John Sullivan, the head of black you know, one of the heads of the Utah chapter of Black Lives Matter, him and his brother, who signed up at the same day and started doing these things where one brother was posing as a Burgess Owen supporter and the other was uh promoting Black Lives Matter, and they all unleashed on social media on the same day as if it was a coordinated effort. And so you look at that and you say, well, that's kind of odd too because this guy is very militant and he was pretty much very destructive. Well, they arrest him and they let him go. And meanwhile, people are still trying to figure out what happened to the four people that died on the 6th and uh, it turns out that one of the the, uh, officers that uh, got supposedly got hit over the head and died of an aneurysm may have not even gotten hit over the head, but had a seizure and had medical issues before the day, that day ever began. And that he was never assaulted, but he died from stress of some sort and had a seizure. So then the other person that's a Trump supporter was shot dead by a, a black guy So the civil rights uh, from the Department of Justice got involved. And that was a situation where uh, Ashley Babbitt was shot dead. And nobody really even knows about her funeral or what's happened to her. But she's, I guess, going back to California where she came from. She was a bit of an activist, too. And so that was an interesting thing because that she was murdered execution style and they, they're hiding the name of the Capitol Hill policeman, allegedly policeman, who was wearing a different kind of uniform, a black suit with white cuffl- white shirt and cufflinks and just shot the woman, just dead, just shot it, right? So we know about that. Then there's another woman that was trampled over. And that was as a result of the Capitol Hill police spraying tear gas, and people were running <clears throat> and she got trampled, so you gotta wonder what kind of protocols Nancy Pelosi was calling out being in charge of Capitol Hill Police. I think if anyone should be impeached, it might wanna be Nancy Pelosi. Meanwhile, we got this uh we got this laptop, so this laptop is uh Uh, So there's a woman that's uh, Riley June Williams from Harrisburg, and she was in the vicinity of the Nancy Pelosi laptop. And that laptop apparently was stolen by Riley June Williams, and the, the FBI is alleging that she wanted to sell it to the Russians. To me, that sounds like a Democrat narrative, because the Russians are really irrelevant. It's China that we're worried about. Russians were always irrelevant. They're not that wealthy of a country. You could actually break them to their knees without even a gunshot. You could just sanction them to death and tariff off their country and isolate them. It would not be hard to deal with Russia. <clears throat> it's China that's the big problem. Because you have leadership in the Congress, whether it's Eric Swallowswell or uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, whoever. Uh, You have these uh, people that have been in business with China. In the case of Mitch McConnell and Elaine Chao, they've been in business with China since 1993, believe it or not. That's a long time, 27 years. That's a family business. So you got the leader of the Senate compromised by China. That's pretty bad in and of itself. There should never be. I remember working in corporate America where I was working for Capital Cities ABC at one point, and And, um, you know, the, the issue there is, you know, you take a look at that and they say, say, well, you're not allowed to buy stock in X, Y and Z because we are connected with them or we or we write stories about them or whatever it is that, that we do about them. So if you're uh, doing journalism or something and you're writing about stories, you can't be invested. It's sort of like Pete Rose can't, you know, can't bet against his team. Right. Boxers shouldn't be able to bet against themselves because, you know, say, oh, I, I think that the uh, uh, the boxer is going to get knocked out in the third round. And the boxer who actually bet on it is the guy that actually did get knocked out in the third round. That would be illegal that would be a conflict of interest. Well, that happens every day in Congress. There's all kinds of people voting on things that they should be recusing themselves for. That's really the case. That's the truth. And they should do that. But um, now we have this, this whole charade of National Guardsmen. And it almost seems like it's optics on purpose, like gaslighting. Because, number one, Trump supporters aren't violent. They never have been. Every eyewitness that I know of, and Leonora was, uh, you know, a case in point where she um, definitely uh, was there and she saw people smiling, laughing, jubilant, uh, other people who are friends of ours that are eyewitnesses to the event. Um they saw things that, you know, they were singing, flag-waving, Pledge of Allegiance, prayer, um, peaceful marching, and and a whole host of other things, right? So, you know, and then you look at the speech that Pre- President Trump gave. Uh, uh, well, President Trump gave, uh, you know, where he gave it late, and then he broke it up, and then they went over to the Capitol right at the moment that Arizona happened, Right. MAGA people are not violent, so there's absolutely no cause for concern. In 2016, it was the liberals that wanted to burn the limousine and burn, tear the statues down and threaten if you're Madonna, threaten to blow up the White House if you're Johnny Depp. Uh, when was the last time an actor assassinated a president talking about John Wilkes Booth? Um, and, and all the nasty women, and, and then you got the uh, Melanie Griffith, uh, or not Melanie Griffith, um, Kathy Griffin, the comedian with the beheading of Trump. All of this vile, mean stuff. You had uh, an actor, actors in the Central Park stabbing President Trump to death. And they didn't get censored on Twitter. Uh, by the way, nothing for nothing, but I've been banned on Facebook, and I've been get- getting messages, and people are wondering where I am on Facebook. Because I was an active poster on Twitter and on Facebook. And now I'm doing a lot with Telegram. Over the weekend, I kind of learned how to use Telegram. So I'm using Telegram. Telegram's working. Parlor's going to be back up. Apparently, the CEO did a test on that. And he, I think that their platform's going to be coming back up online this this week. But... I've been deplatformed pretty much everywhere, you know, so like Facebook, I'm banned for 30 days, and just when we need, you know, to put out the truth, the information, and you still have these uh, people on C- from CNN like Brian Stelter and the former Facebook um, executive talking about censorship and deplatforming One American News and Newsmax, saying that Americans are guilty of pigeonholing themselves into different pockets of of media and uh, and but it's okay to be liberal, but it's not okay to be conservative. I guess is the, the point. If you're conservative, you should be banned and deplatformed and incarcerated. That's what that's what they're that's what basically what they're coming up against. In Oregon, uh, the radical left out, out there. Is, wants to use emergency powers to seize your property at, at will. They could just take your property. Where is the Supreme Court in all of this? Where is the Supreme Court with regard to this new release? We're going to talk about this. John Ratcliffe just put out a release that says China did it with the election fraud. <clears throat> and who's in bed with China but Joe Biden? How about those um, riots that China was involved with? How about the fact that uh, the bail, the rioters' bail fund, uh, is being hidden and nobody's allowed to know who fun- financed the bail fund, it's particularly Kamala Harris's bail fund, and if if you think that this is what they can do without being in power, think about what they can do when they're in power, and that's the scary part. That's the part that's scary the most, because. They're not even in power. How are they able to wield this kind of power? Now, the Associated Press reports that people are embedding themselves into the National Guard, the 25,000 to 30,000 troops that are in D.C., cover looking at empty streets, sleeping on cots in the Capitol building. And here they are, just twiddling their thumbs. I heard somebody report that there was no bullets in the magazines. I think it's optics. I think it's optics. I think it. I think it's designed to suggest that this is what we need to keep Trump and his minions it at check, and that you watch. They're already bringing up these stories about how they preempted a bomb, a bomb, a, a, a guy that was making pipe bombs, or some other stuff. And they could just make this stuff up. They literally could just make it up. Because nobody's going to follow it down and track it down. And if they try to, they'd say, that's classified. We can't let that, you know, this person's innocent until proven proven guilty. But we know that they're a conservative. We know that they support Trump and they're making pipe bombs or what have you. They did it to another guy. It's a black guy. I can't remember his name. But before January 6th, they arrested this guy before he was to go to the protest. And they tried to suggest that he was going to be violent and he doesn't have a track record of being violent. So they're just gaslighting you. They're basically saying that. So when you were there on January 6th, you would see these Trump supporters that were just completely peaceful. You would see the Antifa people that were infiltrating the MAGA uh, rally and they were the ones that were violent and you take a look at this woman that stole, uh, allegedly stole the laptop and you take a look at her picture, Riley June Williams. Just look her up. Tell me if she doesn't look like a libtard to you. Riley June Williams. She looks as liberal as the day is long. She's got the big black glasses. Um, she just looks like a liberal to me. It's just a no-brainer. And She lives in Harrisburg. And... Uh, And she's gone away for a couple of weeks. She's on the lam. Nobody knows exactly. Uh, Okay, so here it says, Riley Williams' profile on LinkedIn, the world's largest preventable. Riley has six jobs. Maryland Democrat Party? Huh. So, now that's a different Riley. So, Mary, Mary, uh, Riley, Mary, Riley June Williams. Riley June Williams, though, looks like a Democrat to me. Now, that's purely speculative. But they're saying that she took the laptop from Nancy Pelosi's office. I don't know. But I think that the the uh, 25,000 troops in that presence is a bit odd. It's two and a half times more than the normal amount. They got all these barriers up, and the media is covering it in a coordinated effort, to suggest that Trump's people are violent, they're white supremacists, they're racist, they're crazy, they're conspiracy nuts. They're, they're, they're painting that portrait. while Trump, And then they're going to try to impeach Trump, I guess, in the Senate. Uh, I don't think that's going to go far, but uh, I think that they're going to try to do that just for optics, almost as if uh, Trump was chased out of town, not wanted. Because so many of the people that worked underneath him have thrown him under the bus. Take that Krebs guy, the guy from DHS that was supposed to keep our uh, elections safe. And yet we know that the Dominion machines were rigged. We know that China now was heavily involved in the rigging. And yet this Krebs guy has the nerve to say the most secure election in the history of America pretty much giving a blanket endorsement to mail and ballot fraud. I mean, it's absolutely insane. So we got this report, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, get into that. Breaking, uh, it says, DNI Ratcliffe drops bombshell report alleges China interfered in the 2020 election. According to a bombshell new report dropped by DNI John Ratcliffe, China interfered and sought to influence the 2020 presidential election. Well, they did that with COVID early on, right? One of the most alarming parts of, in Ratcliffe's assessment was when he claimed that CIA management... Now, this listen to this, okay? I want you to listen, and I want you to listen good, because a lot of people have been asking questions about Gina Haspel from the CIA. And what, she, what is she doing to help the situation? Well, it says one of the most alarming parts of the Ratcliffe's assessment that China was meddling in the United States elections was when he claimed that CIA management pressured lower level analysts to diminish the assessment. So basically, CIA management said to the analysts, don't report that. Don't do that. And it says here. Ratcliffe assessed the China interference in the 2020 federal elections according to a letter transmitted to Congress. In the letter, Ratcliffe alleges that interfer- intelligence about China's election interference was suppressed by management at the CIA, which pressured analysts to withdraw their support for the, new- for the view. Okay, citing a report by the intelligence community analytic ombudsman Barry Zuloff, the director of national intelligence said some analysts were reluctant to describe China's actions as election interference because they disagreed with the policies of President Trump. And the Washington Examiner published Ratcliffe's letter and the Ombudsman's report on January 17th, 10 days after publishing original report on the documents. The ODNI did not respond to requests from the Epoch Times to authenticate the documents based on all available sources of intelligence with definitions consistently applied and reached independent of political considerations or undue pressure that the People's Republic of China uh, the PRC, sought to influence the 2020 U.S. federal elections, Ratcliffe wrote. Neither the ombudsman report nor the letter from Ratcliffe includes details on China's meddling. So that's uh, that's a, a rebuttal. So the report by Zulov went, was sent to Congress on January 7th alongside an intelligence community assessment of interference in the 2020 election. And Zulov states that the analysts working in the Russia and China applied different standards to their reporting on election interference. While labeling Russia's activity as clear election interference, the analysts were reluctant to do the same for China. Given analytic differences in the way Russia and China and and analysts examined their targets, China analysts appeared hesitant to assess. China actions as undue influence or interference. These analysts appeared reluctant to have their analysis on China brought forward because they tended to disagree with the administration's policies, saying, in effect, I don't want our intelligence used to support those policies. Wow. So it's a politicization of our intelligence community. And we've seen that happen time and time again with Russia. And with spying on political campaigns and with selecting uh, and with favoring one candidate over another. You know, we've seen this time in and time out, time and time again. We've seen it. And we must put a stop to this. Meanwhile, we have senators like Lindsey Graham that basically promised to do stuff, do something, and he does nothing. And so we're going to play this clip of Maria Bartiromo over the weekend in a heated conversation, a little bit of a heated conversation with Lindsey Graham. Not too heated, but let's take a listen. And, who feel that, they never oh. saw- and that came out of the wrong stream. Let's go ahead and take a listen that they never saw accountability from so many wrongs that were done in the last four or five years. Senator, you know this. And people are mad at you as well. Why didn't you declassify the Russiagate transcripts before the election? Was there anything you could have done differently to make people feel that there was accountability for an effort to take down a candidate and then a sitting president with the whole Russia hoax nonsense? Well, I did hearings. I'm not a prosecutor. I've told you this like 10,000 times. It's not my job to put people in jail. I can't fire anybody. It's my job to form oversight. But you had subpoena power. You had subpoena power. Yeah, well, I I used... Look, we called McCabe. We called Comey. We called everybody. Everybody who signed the warrant said in my committee, if I knew then what i what I know now, I wouldn't have signed the warrant. Durham is the prosecutor. I'm not going to get in his way. My time is over, so I'm releasing all the interviews of the people who participated in the Judiciary Oversight Committee. I'm proud of what we did. It was my committee that got everybody to come before the country as a whole and say, if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't sign the Carter Page warrant. It's up to Durham to prosecute people, and we'll see what he does. Yes. Senator, I want to ask you about policy priorities, because now Bernie Sanders is in your shoes. He's going to be in your shoes as yeah. the chairman of the budget committee. What do you see as the price? That's crazy that Bernie Sanders would be in charge of the budget committee, right? <laughs> Jeez. This is a guy that wants to tax people 90 percent. Right. Absolutely absurd. Um, well, let's hope we don't get there. So, you know, there's some interesting um, theories going around about what might be happening this Wednesday. And um, I have to say, uh, there are some interesting things that are happening. I mean, uh, I've I've, uh, read this one. Terry sent this to me on uh, Instagram. He says, it appears that a lot of Chinese origin National Guardsmen are in Washington, D.C., Is there an infighting between foreign agents and troops loyal to the U.S. government coming on January 20th? If it is true, world war will definitely happen. Um, The mass of security in D.C. isn't to protect politicians from protesters, rioters, or even arrests of traitors. There is something else at play. Some options might be... Most of the National Guard might actually be Chinese troops staging for war. Troops might be preparing to defend the capital against U.S. conservative military. What else? Uh, Check out the eyes of these National Guard troops in the photo. Do they all look Asian to you? Melbourne, Australia has recently been accused of supplementing their police force with Chinese troops. So, why couldn't Chinese also infiltrate the USA via China compromised communist blue state governors? Well, it is very interesting um, uh, to, to say that. Yeah, you know, it's pretty much the first I've read of that. Um, I've read all kinds of reports. Like there is this uh, photo going around where the fencing, the fencing that surrounds the Capitol building, is put in backwards, where there's Jersey barriers. So so like let's let's think about it. There's a fencing that's cor- cor- corralling the building. The building where the people might be s- swearing under oath, for example. Justice Roberts and you, you got Chief Justice Roberts and you got Joe Biden sitting there being sworn in under oath. Meanwhile, Trump on Wednesday morning is scheduled to get up early. He's supposed to have a Twenty-one gun salute and a military send-off to Air Force One to fly to Mar-a-Lago. Okay, and he's going to have some events in Florida. And like I said, during the inauguration, you might see a, a you know a President Trump golfing, for that matter. But I know that I spoke with Reba. And Reva said something to the fact that, you know, Trump is coming to town and there's going to be a big event and she's going to be at the event and so on and so forth. So that's kind of interesting. Um, and then and then there's people that have this theory that once Chief Justice Roberts uh, swears in President Biden or, or Vice President you know or Biden to, to become president, once that swearing in happens, the crime will be consummated. Okay, so there's that theory. So that then happens, and next thing you know, the troops come in and gather them all up and make all these arrests. But troops really can't make arrests. It's police officers that make arrests. So maybe the troops are the supporting cast and the Capitol Hill police make the arrests. I don't know. That's the theory that's been going around. And one of the things that is out there that supports the theory are these photographs of fencing that surrounds that area where their swearing in should take place. And apparently uh, it is true, it is known that Joe Biden will be staying at the Blair House, tradition. So he'll stay at the Blair House down the street and the next morning he gets up and it's inauguration day. So on Tuesday night, Biden will be at the Blair House and then... Wednesday inauguration, 12 noon. And once that happens, the consummation of the crime is complete. And, you know, so that's the theory, right? The compromise, that's the conspiracy theory or theory uh, that's in place right there. Now, one of the things that lends itself to that is these real facts, these real videos and real photographs of this fencing that's inside out. So, the people on the inside, they're looking at the fencing with no steps. They can't get out. So the steps, the uh, locks, or the uh, the spindles, basically these um, hinges. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, hinges. So the hinges are on the outside, not the inside. Which makes the people on the outside... Uh, have a better chance of climbing the fence because they could step on the hinges. The hinges are pretty big. You can get your footing. And not only that, but there's a jersey barrier that's on the outside. So you, you hop up on the jersey barrier, you step on that first hinge, you then climb your way up, and you get a second hinge to grab onto, and you climb over the fence. It's very easy to penetrate that fence to get in, right? But you can't get out. So if you're going to make those arrests and people are scrambling, they can't get out. They're fenced in. So that was the theory behind that. Now, from what I understand, there's fencing all over the place. It's like a maze, right? And I've seen it. And so there is this like big gap and then there's more fencing. So my theory is this, in terms of the fencing, and that is that the uh, the troops will be inside the two barriers. The barriers from the outside to not let the protesters close and the barriers on the inside to keep the uh, dignitar- dignitaries and the aristocrats and the oligarchs <laughs> and the uh, communist leaders that represent America now safe. So there they are, boom. So they're then separated by... a A sea of military, as if we're a third world banana republic, because basically anytime you have the need for 25,000 troops surrounding the Capitol building where all the congressmen congregate, the people aren't the problem. okay, folks, it's the congressmen that are the problem because they got there in a rigged election and somehow they're wondering why people hate their guts. If they were so popular that they got 80 million votes, why in the world does America hate you to death? Think about that. If Joe Biden was so loved, why is it that, everybody that um, everybody in Washington doesn't even like him? I mean, if he's so loved, then why across the country are there rallies for Trump? Is there motivation for Trump? Why does uh, so many people, and they've taken polls on this, think that the election was rigged? And and the answer is really obvious. It's because no one with Joe Biden's pedigree, personality, and a son like his that snorts crack and smokes crack left and right and uh, has sex with minors and relatives and has all kinds of issues with respect to getting billions of dollars based on zero experience, you know, and giving 10% to the big guy, which is Joe Biden. Bobulinski, uh talked about that. And the world that we're living in with the social justice and the redistribution of wealth and the open borders and the incentive plans for immigra- immigrants to come through the southern border, It's a mess. It's a mess. And we have a big problem on our hands if this continues. And hopefully it won't. Hopefully something will happen between now and Wednesday. A miracle? I have no idea. There's a lot of talk about a lot of miracles. And there's a lot of talk about a lot of things that can happen. And we shall see what happens. But a lot of information is coming out. But it's coming out late. You know, and President Trump is declassifying. Apparently he's going to be issuing a, about 100 pardons. You know, I wonder who those pardons are going to go to. Probably should go to Devin Nunes and a lot of these congressmen that are going to be in trouble. You know, they're already trying to take down Holly because he spoke up. Or Ted Cruz because he spoke up. They're attacking congressmen that literally are fighting for election integrity so there's lots of problems in our country and the liberals are just you know completely unhinged i've pretty much given up on twitter and facebook i've tried i've tried to make it work i can't i can't appease these people and so i've already kind of flipped the switch in my head where i've moved on to telegram to parlor to gab to me, we, to rumble, you know, where you won't be censored so long as, you know, you have these things, you know, these big tech companies have lost $51 million in market share. They'll probably lose $75 million before it's all said and done. And that's um, a violation of their relationship with their Shareholders, they have a fiduciary duty. They they are they are have a they have a duty and a responsibility to support and maximize profits for their shareholders. And if they don't do that, they're in violation. I think a lot of heads are going to roll. I think that uh, their 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 industry is going to collapse. And I think that they have pretty much uh, sowed the seeds of their demise because I don't think anybody is going to go back to them. It's sort of like when you are in a relationship and it's a hard one to get over and you're basically brokenhearted about it. And you're like, man, I really did get into that. I was very comfortable in that relationship. But then, you know, things happen and you're just like, you have to move on. And that's where I am with my social media relationship is I've moved on and I'm one of these people where once I... once my brain, you know, once I switch that switch, I'm, done, I'm, I'm not looking back anymore. It's futile. I'm not going to give them another chance. And it's going to be that Twitter is going to become this liberal bastion of thought. They're going to become a liberal vacuum of thought. It's sort of exactly like what happened when Drudge went south. Remember when Drudge, in 2016, 2015 Drudge was the go-to place for conservative alerts, and everybody loved it. And people would go there to Drudge and see what was happening on the conservative agenda. And that's how they built their. You know, it's kind of funny, but that's how they build it. That's how the Democrats would also try to build their brand when they were building it and telling the truth. And they would try to say they were going to be tough on crime that that their plans were not going to cause taxes to go up. They always lied to you. But they would at least make a valiant attempt at admitting right and wrong and knowing what was right and wrong, but doing the wrong thing. Now they're just out and out blatant about it. You know, they just pull out the sword and cut your throat off. So, you know, it's one of these things. But yet they want to treat you like ISIS. The same tactics that they're, they did to ISIS, they're doing. they The same tactics they did to ISIS, they're doing to the conservatives today. So they've already had a blueprint for that. We're going to pull out the ISIS playbook. We're going to treat every conservative like they're ISIS. That's it. Or Al-Qaeda. Incidentally, there's a new report that Ratcliffe came out with that says that Obama financed Al-Qaeda. So there's that uh that that's a report that takes so long to cover. It's so deep. Uh I can't cover that in a radio format. I don't think of just until I read up about it more and I can I can really talk about it like from an authoritative perspective, but I was skimming through this stuff and it's mind-blowing. I posted it up on my Twitter and Telegram. And uh once Parlor comes up, I'm going to be doing it there too. But in any case, Um, That relationship with that social media is over and we're going to go back, just like when you go back to Drudge and you see like, oh, God, this is awful. I want to throw up. You just like, okay, they're done. And they're just a liberal vacuum, uh, you know, and you can get your liberal news everywhere. Newsweek, Politico, New York Times, Washington Post, The Guardian, BBC, every major network all covers liberal stuff. And they consider themselves to be mainstream, but they're lying to you. they're not telling you the truth and so the conservative message, I believe, holds the truth <clears throat> because we are we have no all we're trying to do is get the other side out, and the other side is the is the the meaty part, and there's a reason why everybody's getting cut and censored because the truth shouldn't hurt anybody, but the truth does. But now you go back to Twitter, and right now already, my line when I go on Twitter, all I see are liberal messages, because all of the conservatives have been cut. It's been over a hundred thousand conservatives that have been cut, and it's amazing too. You see your 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 followers. I've lost five thousand followers, five thousand followers, five thousand people because they've been cut. That's just my small twenty thousand plus. Uh, following that I had on uh, Twitter. It's gone down to 15 point something thousand. Well, the same thing is true with, you know, people that had 300,000 followers, you know, they're big on that and they've gone down to like 175,000, you know, it's like absolutely absurd. It's ridiculous. And they spent a lot of time building that out to have it taken away. Now there are going to be new laws that are come out where you're going to be able to sue Facebook and Twitter and, but they got to do something about the section 230. But nevertheless, no matter what, even so what you're going to have are two things that are going to happen. You're going to have the ability to sue Twitter. And then at the same time, you're going to go on Twitter and you're going to see nothing but liberal viewpoints because that's all that's going to be left. See, the problem with social engineering of any kind and and moving distancing yourself from or or something that's organic and natural to something that's modified and manufactured um it's like carbohydrates refined carbohydrates are worse than organic carbohydrates same thing not really but you get the idea the point is man-made manufacturing never seems to work out so well it always finds a way of an unintended consequence biting you on the butt. And that's that's what's going to happen with Twitter. And nobody's going to even look at Twitter. They're going to say, oh, that's that liberal social media thing. And people are going to forget how to use the tools. And so that's one of the things is about adopting a new platform is the whole learning curve, right? But the learning curve, people are going to start to realize they they they're, they're better, they like the other tool better. And they're going to go to Twitter and they're going to like, how do you do this again? How do you do that? And they're not going to adopt it back. Why would you? So Jack Dorsey really screwed the shareholders at Twitter, really did. And he ruined it single handedly. And Mark Zuckerberg, he might get thrown in jail because he spent three hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars, uh, or no, I think it was, I'm sorry, three hundred fifty to five hundred million dollars on. Different battleground states, election machines, election officials, election supervisors, organizations, putting it all together. And when they do find out uh, more information about the fraud, you're going to have some major, major problems for Mark Zuckerberg, who is knee deep in the fraud, directly involved with the fraud. Now, I was asked this question by somebody. They said, well, why do... What are, the, what are the Republican millionaires doing with their money? And I'm like, I don't know. But I will tell you this. We have a, uh, a new idea for the Scott Adams, Scott Adams Show and Red State Talk Radio. Uh, we're going to be on a mission to target primaries in the 2022 election. And all 10 of those congressmen that voted for impeachment, for example, Or anybody that voted to not object to the dueling elector states, um, any of those people, they're basically in support of election fraud. So my main concern, though, the low-hanging fruit is obviously the people that voted for impeachment, Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and a whole host of other people. I mean, it's kind of funny, really, when you think about it. Um, You got this guy, and uh, he was um, wondering why it is. It was on the Gateway Pundit. And so this guy, turncoat GOP lawmaker, tells ABC News his impeachment vote may have ended his career. And then Gateway Pundit says, you think? Because these people did the most unspeakable thing. They didn't do due process. Do you know that there wasn't one witness that was called for that impeachment? Not one witness? They didn't even have a hearing. They just went to the floor for a vote. Do you like uh, Donald Trump or not? And the Democrat majority, uh, and the only reason why the Democrats are a majority is because they rigged the elections in California to the point where it was, it's a one-party state out there. They have 55 electorates and they have, you know, how many uh, congressmen? 20-something coming from that state. And they only they only have a few congressmen uh, advantage. I mean, they totally rigged Orange County. So, you know, and, and the rigging is only going to get worse unless we storm the gates. Uh, because at this point, we don't have the votes because they rigged the elections to make it so we didn't have the votes. So what we have to do is storm the gates. If they want to pack the Senate and pack the courts to rig our constitution and to rig the Senate elections, we need to storm the gates then. We don't wait until it's too late. We don't wait until they're too big to fight. We fight them now. And that's what we have to do. We have to take the fight to them. And one of the ways that we're going to be doing it here is we started a uh, a PAC, a political action committee, and it's called MAGA PAC, and it was just registered last week. And so, uh, we haven't even started with it yet, but people listening to this show could be on the inside and get the inside information on this. But, um, if you go to org, you'll see our mission statement, but we haven't developed the site yet. The site's not developed, but it will soon be developed. And we already have, um, our license and everything that we need to get going with that. So, um... We're going to be targeting the 2022 election, and we're going to handpick candidates that have turncoat on the conservative movement, on the Trump movement, and voted to impeach Trump. Because PAC is going to be all about making America great again. But instead of having just one Donald Trump, we're going to have 100 Donald Trumps. We're going to have 100 President Trumps in every state in the country. And we're going to be advocating, recruiting, financing, and supporting and endorsing candidates to go up against Ron and McDaniel's rhinos from the GOP. And we're going to see who's tougher, who's better, who's smarter, and who's more of a winner. And we're going to go mano a mano. And as soon as we take that primary and snatch it from the GOP, we're going to then hand it over to the GOP and say, look, you can go and take this candidate home uh, to, the, to the races and win that race against the Democrat in the general election. And if we catch that you are pulling some sneaky business, we'll hold you accountable. We'll expose you for it. And uh, we need a check and balance on the GOP. What we don't need is we don't need a third party to split our votes and hand that victory to the Democrats. That's what we do not need, and I hear a lot of people talking about third parties i don't I don't agree with that. What I agree with is actually becoming a major uh, voice within the GOP, but I don't consider myself to be a Republican or a GOP can, uh, person anymore. I don't have any faith or respect for Ronald McDaniel uh because Mitt Romney's niece uh because she has had a winning hand in 2018 she had a golden lion and managed to lose the house in 2018 and you could say well she was cheated on they, they cheated on her it's like look you're going against cheaters you got to know how to play hardball and and expose the cheat you know there's got to be something you can do and um, and so, you know, you can't be played a fool like that. you got to expose these people. you got to get the FBI involved, the civil rights uh, wing of the Department of Justice involved. Because every time there's voter fraud, it's a violation of your civil rights. That's just a fact. That's just the way it is. And we're through with getting our rights violated. We have a right that we don't want to lose, and that's our right to bear arms. And we can take that fight with our arms to the people that work for us and demand that they do the right thing. And at some point that's going to happen. It has to. If they continue to walk all over our Bill of Rights, like in Oregon where they want to take your land, you know. I mean, it's a terrible situation out there. You know, but you got these liberals and that's just, you know, the thing about Oregon, you can say, well, that's Oregon. That's, that's really liberal. But that's exactly what liberal is. You know, that's exactly what liberal is. So you, uh, you could see where they want to take you by fast forwarding to the kind of liberals that are actually in uh, these liberal states. Look at California, one party state. Look at Oregon. They want to take your land using emergency controls. And we just can't let this happen. So we're going to keep our eye on the ball. We don't know what's going to happen on Wednesday. There are a lot of oddities. Pompeo's tweets are odd. He's sending them out every 15 minutes now. Uh, there's been no concession. Uh, there has been a situ- one situation after another. I think that the whole presence of the military is odd. Uh, there's that article and that story about Chinese military embedded. You know, a lot of people say that they were staged up in Canada and that they've now made their way down and they're they're infiltrating. Who knows what's going on? So uh, we have to pray for our country, number one. Number two, uh, we have to see what, what's going to happen. Keep your eyes open. Be very vig- vigilant. Uh, they got uh, things going on in Lansing, in Wisconsin. And, and, and in New York State, uh, Capitol, where they're actually trying to insinuate that they're prepared for violent protests from Trump supporters. And you know that that's just a make-believe thing. They, they just made that up. And they're trying to, again, gaslight the United States population into thinking that Trump's followers are violent when we know that it's Antifa and Black Lives Matter that's violent. So, you know, they never said anything during the summer when there was all these riots, but all of a sudden they're trying to treat Trump supporters like they're crazy. And they've been doing that since day one. It's no different today, but we're going to deal with it. Uh, But I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Scott Adams Show. Please be sure to visit scottadamshow.com. Check out our podcast, our YouTube page, uh, our pictures up there on YouTube. and uh we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye now. We're a stand the mounds getting steeper and grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.